0: Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML.
1: Yesterday, Christine Elliott was on the program. She, of course, is uh, uh, one of the candidates. Some would suggest the leading candidate right now to be the next leader of the Ontario Progressive Conservative Party. Uh, When I talked to her about 24 hours ago, we were under the assumption that they were probably going to announce the winner tomorrow at their convention in Markham, Ontario. Well, that may not happen now. An application has been heard in court, and actually they're going to get into court again and make a decision on this this morning About an injunction to stop this. The Ontario PC leadership race uh, may just have to hit the brakes right now because they say there are voting irregularities and problems with people not getting a chance to vote. This is an interesting twist. Peter Grafe joins us, professor of political science at McMaster University, to give us his take on this. Hi, Peter. How are you doing this morning? You there, Peter? Uh, Yes, I am. Ah, thank Okay, good. Listen, uh, this is a race that has been so strange in so many different ways, maybe even starting with why they're actually having a race at this point and and the way that it's gone on. I I suppose maybe in that context we shouldn't be surprised by anything that comes our way.
0: No, and I mean particularly given the fact that they had a very compressed uh, schedule for this election, uh, you know, it's not too surprising that there are a few administrative issues when you come towards a voting day. Although it is true, too, that they adopted a very complex voting process where people had to uh, get a code and then send in some scanned information to prove that they really were who they said they were. And uh, based on that, then they got sent another code to vote. At least that's my impression of what the process was, which is a more complex system than I've seen in any leadership race uh, in the Canadian context to date.
1: What's what was what wrong with the old days? Hey, let's all show up and mark them. Everybody gets a vote. I I, I understand we have to move on with tw- uh, 21st century technology, but but have they gone too far, too fast, and made it almost impossible for some people to follow? Uh,
0: it could be. I mean, again, uh, I I think when they chose Patrick Brown as a leader, or when they were having the federal conservative uh, race where they chose Andrew Sheer just this past year, they didn't have as complex a process. I mean, it's in a, in a sense there's a sense of distrust among the camps that there are people who would try to cheat, and so that you have to have a much higher degree of scrutiny, right? That just because you sold a membership at a certain address to a certain person, you can't assume that that person exists or is voting, and so I mean, again, there's this uh, kind of distrust among the the candidates, uh, a distrust I think that shows up again in this this injunction. Which again, I think the party uh, is fairly lucky that Ontarians aren't watching too closely because. You know, they, it doesn't seem like they trust each other, and yet they want us to trust us in a few months with the, uh, you know, being the government. And so, it's a bit of an an odd uh, turn of turn of events.
1: Well, you've heard the narrative, Peter, and I think you and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. That that's out there, and I'm sure it's obviously the NDP and the Liberals that are are, are putting wind behind it right now. Is that look at if these guys can't even organize their own party, how do you expect them to run a province? Stuff like this doesn't really help that that scenario.
0: No, it doesn't. But again, I think most ontarians and just like most canadians when parties are choosing their leaders they have a bit of interest in what's going on but they aren't following too closely at the level of the process and i think that will be the saving grace for the conservatives because i I think you're right that there's a number of different features of this race uh that would lead ontarians to maybe have questions about electing the conservative party as government Uh, you know whether it's a fact that they don't trust each other around these things whether it's that uh, they're talking about Patrick Brown being so corrupt but a few you know a month ago they would have been happy to make him premier of uh Ontario or whether it's just the difficulty uh, of organizing uh, a race although i think in fairness on that last point uh, when you have uh, a situation where you go from 200,000 members to 130,000 and then you have a race where uh, some people are saying it's back up near 2000 i mean to process 70,000 applications uh, and engage in you know, sending out the pins and so on so people can vote. I mean, it's pretty complicated in a small amount of time for an organization that doesn't do this every day. It's something it does maybe once every four or ten years.
1: Trying to read between the lines, and it can always be a rather precarious uh, exercise, I guess, when you get into this, uh, they say that it is not one candidate, it's just one of the people that hasn't been able to vote yet that's actually uh, pushing for this injunction at this stage. Yet when you listen to some of the stuff coming out of the Ford camp, for instance, or the Allen camp for that matter, uh, they certainly are supportive of this idea, and they're, they're the ones that are talking about irregularities. I mean, listening to some of the stuff Doug Ford said over the last two or three days in particular, Peter, it's uh, a very reminiscent, uh, As he's channeling Donald Trump, you know, that the, the thing is rigged. That's That's what he seems to be indicating here
0: is isn't really a vote of non-confidence. In I mean, it's one thing to run for president when you're a one-person team in the United States. Well, I mean, then you build your team around you. It's another when if, you know, Doug Ford was to win this race, uh, suddenly these people who he's claiming have been engaging in improper behavior uh, are his running mates, and he needs them uh, to be elected if he's going to become premier in terms of how our system works. And so, I mean, that is a a difference that's nevertheless relevant in terms of uh, what does it say uh, that he can say that one day, but the next day will be uh, turning around to tell Ontarians, I mean, presuming he wins, which he may not do, uh, but then be telling Ontarians that these are people they should trust as part of his team. Um, So, I mean, that is a bit odd, but uh, it is true that uh, his camp has been pushing a lot on this, whereas uh, Christine Elliott's camp has been happy with the way the system has worked. And so that would lead me to believe that they have quite different electoral bases in this in this camp campaign, and they have different ideas about who's going to make the effort uh, to get uh, get through the process. So, in other words, I think Christine Elliott, as a more establishment candidate, knows that sort of the hardcore, long-term stalwarts of the Conservative Party are motivated to vote and will have gone through the process. Rob Ford probably has supporters who are a bit more joining him because they're angry, they're maybe new to the party, uh, they're not used to these sorts of processes, and so are probably having a harder time making their way through the multi-stage process. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.